Welcome to Mountain Made with Jess. This is your host, Jess Kissling, and welcome to today's episode. You guys, this one's a little different. It's going to kind of coincide with our last podcast about influence and who is influencing us and our kids. And it's a passionate one. It's a controversial one, but it's something that needs talked about more. And I couldn't not talk about it. I was supposed to have a different episode on today and some things came up to where that one wasn't possible. It got postponed, but I think I know why now. This needed talked about. And I hope you know that what I say comes with love, comes with, it's my opinion. Um, do your own research, pray about it, think about it. Figure out what your thoughts are on it. I'm not telling you you have to believe what I believe, but I'm telling you what I believe and what I have been seeing. And it coincides a lot with people I talk to and people that I even see online. But it's a hot topic right now. And it's one that it's not easy to talk a lot about for a lot of people because we get labeled hateful or um, transphobic or homophobic or we're not accepting of people. And that's not how I feel at all. I don't understand certain people's lifestyles. That's okay. Some people don't really understand my lifestyle. Married with kids, it doesn't speak to everyone. But that's okay. What I want to talk about today was sparked by some things that have come up in our local community here in Utah. We live in a pretty small town, pretty small community, and I heard that there was going to be a drag queen story time at our um, community library, which I knew was going to spark a lot of shit because there's a lot of really religious people in this community. A lot of great people, but they have very strong beliefs about this kind of stuff. So I knew it was going to cause a lot of stuff. To be honest, I'd been kind of waiting for something like this to happen locally because it's happening all over. People are pretty upset of, you know, on both sides of the aisle on people being upset because we're having this happen in our community. And then on the other side of it, you have people upset that people are upset about it. And that it's hate speech and I'm reporting this post and I'm reporting you being angry about it. And then you have the others that we can't let this happen. We have to protect our children. And so with me not taking a side, I I will post my stance on it here in a minute. But to make a point, I want to talk about how controversial and how emotional this topic is to people. It hits deep with people. So if you say the wrong thing, if you post the wrong thing, you get attacked one way or the other, right? It seems like you post that you're for it, you're going to get attacked by people who are against it. And if you're against it, you're getting attacked by people who are for it. Not very often in these little conversations, because I heard about it and then I went to Facebook just because I was curious. I wanted more information about it. 
Sure enough, the first post was somebody against it. So I went into the comment section and it was wild to me that there was no conversation. There was no, let me hear out your version of this. There was no calm conversation. It was all very direct, bold, hateful, mean, disgusted, like, which I get. It's an emotional topic, right? What I don't understand is why we can't talk about things in a more mature way. I don't agree with it. I don't want my kids going to a drag queen story hour. That's my that's my position on it for a lot of different reasons, which we'll get into later. But even at that, I'm not going to go on someone's post who's for it and be blatantly rude. Now, I get everybody's different. I get that there's different ways to handle it. My style is not that way. My style is more, I'm going to keep my kids away from it and apparently doing a podcast about it because I just felt so strongly about it. Not necessarily just this, but the whole situation around the transgender and the non-binary and the... um you know, gender reassignment surgeries, to child trafficking, to them destroying the family unit, to them trying to destroy us and our identity as a male, female. There's so many aspects to this that are really heavy on my heart that I really wanted to talk about. So first off, I don't agree with it. I don't necessarily think that all trans people are (laughs) preying on our kids. I do think ones that gear towards story hour are trying to sexualize our children. I do believe they have an ulterior motive. I do believe that they want to influence our kids to explore that avenue themselves, which I disagree with. Kids are impressionable. Kids are immature just because they are kids. They have so many different questions about the world that they don't need to be questioning who they are. Personally, I don't know any trans people. I don't. So are they terrible people? I don't think all of them are. No, I don't. But like I said before, the ones that gear more towards children, I do believe they have another motive. I don't trust a lot of people to read to my kids. There's a lot of people out there, whether they are a man and acknowledge that they're a man, whether they're a woman and acknowledge that they're a woman. If they're not somebody I want my kids around, I'm going to be against it. It's not just because it's a a drag queen, right? It's not just because it's a man dressed up in a woman's dress and, you know, sequins. It's not just because of the lifestyle they live. It's, I don't trust that. I don't trust my kids around them. I don't trust other people's kids around them. However, it's a free country. I get that. I'm not saying they can't be trans. I can't, I'm not going to say they can't live the life they want. I'm just going to say I will not position my kids in front of them. A lot of you, well not maybe not you, but a lot of people in this world right now, will consider me as hateful or transphobic. I'm not. I'm not. I am a mother. I'm a damn warrior for my kids. And when it comes to protecting them, I'm not going to stand back. I'm not going to stay silent. 
in this scenario or any other. We all need to be this way. There are so many badass moms out there, dads as well, but I feel like we need to be that way for our kids as well. We cannot just depend on our men to protect them. We have to be that as well. We have to do it as a team. We both have to be fighting for our kids. We both have to be educating and talking to them and being involved in their life. If you're not alarmed by all the bullshit and all the noise that is going on right now, you need to wake the hell up. And yeah, that may sound a little harsh, but that's what's needed right now. If you think there is nothing wrong with sending your kids to public school, if you think there is nothing wrong with letting your kids have full, free, unfiltered, un unsupervised access to social media, to YouTube, to the internet, you need to wake up. Now, I am sure most of you feel similar to me about that. You're aware of what your kids are doing, or you try to be at least. You do your best. I love that. But if you're not, please get involved with what your kids are learning, what your kids are exposed to. Please think about the repercussions of your kids sitting in front of a man in a woman's dress, telling them to explore themselves and that they don't have to be a little boy and confusing the hell out of them. Think about the mental aspect of that for your children. It's not something that they are emotionally ready for. They're just not. This stuff would not have flown 40 to 50 years ago, even 30 years ago, 20 years ago, probably. So why is it socially acceptable now? Why are they pushing it so hard now? Now, I'm going to throw some some things at you. And I did some research. I'm going to dive into it even more because I'm genuinely curious. But looking up and doing some research... WHO declared that trans people are no longer mentally ill. They were stated as mentally ill for a long time. So stay with me here. Why? Why would they say that? I'm not saying all trans people are mentally ill. I don't understand it. Do I think a lot of them are? Yes. Do I think a lot of them just are confused? Yes. However, in the last three to four years, we've seen it become way more trendy We've seen it become way more popular in social media and in public to be trans, to be non-binary, to be whatever. It's not just gay and lesbian anymore, which when I was a kid, that was really all there was. You didn't really hear much about trans or non-binary or being 600 different genders or let alone being a furry, which if you don't know what furry is, it's a person that identifies as like a cat or a dog or another animal. And they pretend to be that. They'll dress up like, say, a cat. They will pretend like they're a cat. They will lick people. They will meow at people. I mean, there's instances where in schools they have litter boxes for them to use. Hell, nowadays we have... Men and boys entering women's restrooms, locker rooms, and we can't say a damn thing about it legally, right? Police cannot go in and ask them to leave legally in so many places, which is wrong on so many levels. So now as a woman, 
(laughs) and a mother, I am very, very aware of where my kids go to the restroom, who they are in there with, and it's wild to me that it is so different than when I grew up. Granted, there was stuff like this when I was younger, but not to this extent. I'm going to be very honest. If my son came home and told me that he was a cat, I would say, okay, cool, go outside. I don't believe you're a cat, but if you do, go outside and chase mice for dinner. Do you know how long a kid's going to last? Seconds, minutes, maybe an hour. He was born a boy. There is a lot of you that are going to disagree with me out there. That's fine. We all are entitled to our own opinion. This is what I believe. I believe that my daughter was born a girl. I was born a woman. That's just how it is. That's biology. So nowadays, we're going to do some numbers here. I did some research on percentages of age groups that identify as trans or non-binary or whatever. So the percentage of young adults is what it says. Young adults, which is 13 to 30, identify as transgender. There is 5%, 5 5.1% of young adults say they are transgender or non-binary. Now, if you look at the age range of 30 to 49 years of age, it's 1.6%. And then 0.5% of 50 and older identify as transgender or non-binary, which I will link the, the website below. So that was in June of 2022. So I would say that the percentages are probably a little bit different now. But if you notice, it went from 0.5% in the 50 and older range to 5% in the 13 to 30 range. It's a huge difference. And I think a lot of it has to do with social media, has to do with it is trendy Times are changing. (laughs) When I was young, it was so different. I was such a tomboy, you guys. If my parents would have lived now, if if it would have been reversed, I would have been labeled as transgender. I was that, you know, 13, 14 year old, even up to 15, wearing like oversized boys blocks, like hoodies. Like, my hair went through a lot of awkward phases. (laughs) Like, I loved to be outside. I played paintball with my dad and his friends. I would be in the mud, in the muck, in the swamps playing paintball. Like, I hated dresses. I hated the color pink. I did not love girly things. Now, I get dressed up more. (laughs) Like, I don't hate the color pink. It's not my favorite, but I don't hate it. I get ready. I put makeup on. I am a woman. I had two babies. I am a full-blooded, I am woman, right? But things are different nowadays. If a girl wants to play something a boy wants to play, the parents automatically assume she's a boy. If a little boy wants to play tea party or put on a dress or experiment with fingernail polish, oh, they must be a girl. It's not the case. It's not the case. These are kids. They don't know what they want for dinner. They can't drink legally. They can't vote legally. They can't drive a car. But you're going to let them change their gender? It's not okay. I just saw that in Washington, 
they <laughs> they have put in a law that they can legally remove a child from their parent if their parent does not consent to gender reaffirming care. That's terrifying, you guys. And then the UN has just announced that minors can now consent to sex legally. We're in a day and an age where our kids are being groomed. They are being preyed upon. Child and sex trafficking is a billion dollar a year industry and it just keeps growing. But yep, yep, they just want to read a book to our kids. They just want to talk to our kids online, posing as a young kid. They just need a friend, right? This this 60-year-old man or this 48-year-old man dressed up as a woman just wants to talk to your kid about bullying, right? Bullshit. Bullshit. And you can tell me that I am being hateful and rude and insensitive. But speaking of when I was younger, you remember the statement, like, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me? That's no longer a thing. Nowadays, you say something online or you say something that you believe. If it's against trans people or gay people or people that are in the minority, that are not even in that 95, 94% of people, were hate speech. It's hate speech. You can have criminal charges filed against you for something you say. Our kids, our young adults are being raised to think that <laughs> the worst thing that could happen to them is somebody say something mean to them. We are not raising resilient children. We are not doing a great job at building our children's identities. We are not doing a great job at building their confidence. And we have to do better. I'm not just talking about everybody. I, I am doing my damnedest right now. But I am even, there are so many ways I can improve as a parent. But we have to build these kids' confidence. We have to we have to help them identify who they are and make them feel bold and confident in who they are. If not, they're going to jump from thing to thing to thing. And right now, what's sparkly and what's attractive and what seems cool is being transgender. It gets attention. It gets celebrated. And you stand out. You feel seen. I don't know if you remember, but puberty was a really awkward time. <laughs> you felt weird in your own body. You didn't know what was going on. You didn't know the emotions. You didn't know the hormones. It was rough, right? I mean, especially for a girl. I'm assuming boys had the same issues. You feel off. You feel awkward. You feel embarrassed. And nowadays, we are doing puberty blockers and putting our kids on hormones and pills and doing these surgeries they are not ready for. They are not mentally equipped for this. Physically, it's hell on them. How our kids are being forced and convinced to change who they are is heartbreaking to me. I saw this thing and this guy is changing the gender of his son, who's five, to a girl. This little boy is going to go through hell. 
as he gets older. The emotional toll, the physical toll, the mental toll, like it is, it's going to be very hard for him. And it breaks my heart that they're going through this. What I'm saying is, it's such a small portion of the population, but they seem to have this huge influence and impact on what the rest of us feel, do, can say, how we act, what we tolerate. And if we're not tolerating of it, we're hateful, we're rude, they call us every name in the book, they just sit and scream at us. But when do we get a stand up? When do we get to say, no, we can't normalize something that is a small percentage of the population? You can never, you will never convince me that being transgender is normal. It's not normal. It's, it's the small percentage of people. It's a very tiny portion. And I think if you took everybody and you really sat them down and you really dug deep with most of them, they are not. At their core, they're not transgender. They're not non-binary. They're lost. They're depressed. They feel alone. They're confused. They don't know what's up and what's down. So that's something they can grasp onto. That's how I feel. I truly believe that is most of what's going on right now. And it's sad. It's sad that there's that many people that are lost and confused and don't know who they are. I believe we are in a spiritual war right now. That's what's at play right now. They want to strip us from everything. Everything from even saying that two plus two is five and that if you say it's not, you're racist to saying that a man is a woman and a woman can be a man. If you take away a basic belief, a basic truth, a basic science, something that is so fundamentally true and make people believe it's not, what can you not make them believe? Honestly, if you get people that confused and that pulled away from their basic beliefs, you can convince them of really anything, in my, in my opinion. I heard something the other day. Um, a man was doing an interview and there was a trans woman in the audience that was an EMT. Some of you may have seen it. And he asked her... He said, so you're an EMT. You get a call. There is a man that's on his deathbed. He is super sick, super in pain. It's not a good scenario. You go to him and they say, he's having a miscarriage. He said, do you treat him as having a miscarriage? And you see the look on her face and she's like, uh, and she, she finally says, well, no. And he basically boils it down to it's not physically possible for him to be having a miscarriage. So no, you would not treat him as having a miscarriage. It is that simple. It's that simple. You can't just say you're a man and be a man. You can't say, you know, I can't say I'm a horse and become a horse. I can't say that I'm a 90 year old man. It's physically impossible. Because I'm not. I'm a 34-year-old woman. That's who I am. 
It's hurting our kids to the point where they don't know what's up and what's down. It's confusing them. They are inundated with reels and TikToks and social media with influencers who are trans or just exploring life. And they're into all these different things. And what they're seeing is a show. I don't believe these people are happy. Sure, there is probably people that are that are trans and that are happy. But you're not going to see them on social media flaunting it. They're going to just be living a normal life. And in fact, I would dare say that they are against what's going on with the story time hours and the different things that kids are in bars with drag queens being way overly sexual with them. These kids aren't happy. You look at these kids, they are confused. They feel uncomfortable. And you look at the parents and they think they're doing this amazing thing because it's morally good or they're, they're basically virtue signaling that they're a good person, that they're an accepting person. When really they're just damaging and hurting their kids. It breaks my heart because we are just accepting them blindly. We're not having open conversations with these kids that think that there's something different. Why not dig deep with these kids and figure out what's really going on? Studies have shown, like it's documented, that they are more likely to be depressed, anxious, commit suicide, or even commit violence against others. If they're more likely to do that, they can't be okay. They can't be happy with it deep down. It breaks my heart to hear stories of people that have gone through the medical procedures that have transitioned fully and then a few years later realize that it was a mistake. If you really dig in and, and listen to their stories and listen to how much they are advocating for kids not to do it, it will change your mind if, if you're thinking on the other side of things. It will really make you think. They are super vocal about it, and they have firsthand knowledge. Another really big issue that I see is women's sports are being completely changed because of this. Men were born physically different. So them going up against a woman is just not all right, especially in a physical sport. Boxing. I saw a lot on box, a boxer that just, it broke my heart. If you've seen this, if you haven't, look into it. She was beaten to hell. Multiple women have been. It's not all right. Not only are they taking over sports and dominating, they're changing what it means to be a woman in society's eyes. Women are badass. Women are strong. Women are beautiful. Women are resilient. They're compassionate. We're fighters. Women are strength. Women are kindness. Women are feminine. We are so incredible. And we have such a power about us. But on the other side of that, so are men. Men are incredible. But we both hold our different roles in society. We both hold a different place that we need to fill and soar in that we need to reach our highest capabilities women 
Be badass women. Be amazing, strong, kind, nurturing, badass, hardworking warriors. Just like men need to be protective, hardworking, strong, moral, courageous, all the things that a man is supposed to be. Be that and be the best version of that. Right now, they're muddying the waters. It doesn't mean anything to be a woman. It doesn't mean anything to be a man. It doesn't mean anything to be any of these genders. Being non-binary, I'm nothing. What does that do to your mental if you're just nothing? I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I'm nothing. I'm either one. I'm fluid. It changes. No. Be what you are and be the best you can. Pull all that strength that's inside of you out and be incredible. Teach your daughters how to be incredible women. Husbands, men, teach your sons what it means to be to be incredible men. Women, treat your husbands incredibly. Show your kids how a woman treats her man. Men, treat your woman incredibly. Teach your kids, especially your sons, how to treat a woman. It is so important in today's day and age that we have got to get a grip on things. We have to be a family unit. We have to be a strong family unit. We have to fortify our homes like none other because there is so much wild. There is so much noise. There is so much evil outside our doorsteps. There is so much evil in our houses just because of social media, electronics, TV, YouTube. We have to be aware of it. We have to build the strongest family we can possibly build. If we had that and if that was happening around the world, think of the difference it would make. So when I say that, yes, women, we need to stand the hell up because I can talk to you women. I am one, right? Men, you too. But women, especially moms, thank you to all the badass moms out there that are fighting for your kids, fighting for your families, fighting for your communities. Thank you. Like from the bottom of my heart, thank you. We need you. I appreciate you. I see you. And if I don't know you, reach out because I want to know you. Raising this next generation is so important. Raising any generation is important. But right now we have a tough job. Our kids have it tough. They're going to keep having it tough. But on the flip side, it's going to make them so much stronger. We are going to build incredible people, incredible humans, if we just take initiative. If we just take a stand, stand up for them, and do everything we can to build strong, resilient, amazing kids. That is my goal. I want to build and raise hardworking, healthy, confident, courageous, good thinkers. I want them to think. I want them to question. I want them to explore things. But I want them to be able to come to a sane, reasonable conclusion. I want them to be so damn confident in who they are that they can't be swayed by every little thing. Because kids are swayed. Kids will go to anything shiny and glittery and cool. We have to teach them what to want. We have to help them realize what is important in life. 
to be honest, I had my eyes open to this probably about a year and a half ago to how how much our kids need this. Um, I was at a parade here in town with a cousin of mine who's in, she was in junior high at the time. And as all the floats went by with like the football players and the wrestlers, there was just so many kids. And I'm like, are all these kids like wrestlers and football players? And she goes, yeah. I'm like, huh, there's like girls and boys. I'm like, why so many? And she goes, well, anybody that tries out gets on the team, which there's so many reasons I disagree with that. They're not going to work hard if they know they're not going to have to try out to be on the team, right? They're not going to try hard in practice. It's just, it it takes away so much from the sport if you don't have tryouts and make them work for getting on the team, let alone girls playing on a football field with boys. Just granted, yes, there is girls that probably could hold their own. But to me, it just seems dangerous. I wouldn't want my daughter playing on a football team with a bunch of big dudes like that. Just playing football. Sure. Get a girls team together. But and y'all can have a different opinion about that. Um, and the wrestlers, they do have a girls wrestling team here now, which is great. But at that time, they were wrestling boys, which I don't know a whole lot about it. So I'm going to leave my opinion out of it because I really don't know. But in my opinion, I like that they have girls and boys separated now. But I had a couple more questions after that. I said, so are there a lot of kids in your school who are like gay or transgender? And she said, yeah. And I was like, well, she said, yeah, way more than you would think. And I was like, huh. I was like, why do you think that is? Just purely curious. And she said, well, I think a lot of it is just because it's getting popular. It's trendy and because it gets them attention. She said, you know, when you have two boys kissing and like touching each other in the hallway or two girls kissing in the hallway, like it gets people talking. And she goes, I think they just like the attention. Like broke my heart, y'all. It broke my heart. This topic is controversial. It's hard. It's something we have to talk to our kids about. It's something we have to talk to other people about. But in a world full of so much information on social media, confusion on identity, parents who are overwhelmed and distracted, we have to be better for our kids. We have to be better for our society. So I've ranted on and on about this. And I've probably offended a few of you. But why am I talking about it? Because it needs talked about. It's important. There's a few things I think we can do to help the situation. Number one, build up confident kids who know who the hell they are. Build them up. Let them explore things they enjoy. But build confidence. Instill confidence confidence in our kids. That is the number one thing I believe that will help things. It will help them throughout their whole life. Number two, talk to our kids on the daily about everything. Not just how was your day? Good. Okay. End of story. Go on our own. You know, we have to talk about everything. 
talk to them about their friends, about their classes, about their sports, about interests, talk about all the uncomfortable things, talk about things they love, talk about everything with our kids. Get to know them. Let them get to know you. Number three, and this one I think is probably, I don't want to say one of the biggest ones, but it is. It's educate them. Don't expose them. I saw a lot of comments on the drag queen story hour, but my kids need to know how not to bully other kids. And that's what they're reading a book about. Or, but my kids need to know that there's different ways of people living their lives. Bullshit. Your kid has no business being in a room with a man dressed in a dress and sequins with lipstick all over. Educate your kids does not mean exposing our kids. Educating our kids means talking to them in the appropriate way, in the appropriate time about alternate lifestyles, about drugs, about sex, about all these different things in life. Just because we're educating our kids about drugs or about sex doesn't mean we show our kids how to do drugs or show them a porno video at nine years old. That is not the way to educate them. We have to educate them properly in the right time, in the right way. Kids need that inner I don't know, naivety, I guess. They need to be naive. They need to be youthful. They need to be kids. We're stripping away their childhood by throwing them in the deep end and saying, okay, learn. We can't do that with certain things. We cannot throw them into a situation they are not emotionally ready for. We have to be honest with our kids. There is so much information out there. There are so many people trying to prey on them out there. So yes, we have to be honest with them. We have to educate them. But in the proper way. Raise them to be warriors. Educate them to be great humans. Not expose them to things that they don't know how to handle, especially emotionally. We are getting those two things so confused nowadays. Teach our kids about the online predators. Don't just throw them their electronics and let them fall prey to these sick men and even women out there. We have to educate them. We have to build that trust with them. But we can't just expose them to everything. They're not ready for it. Number four, really sit down and draw the line in the sand. Sit down with your husband, your wife, draw lines in the sand. Where are your lines? And then stick to them. Have a line with things in different areas of life. What are your values? What are your morals? What are your stances on certain things? And then stand the hell up for them. Quit sitting down and letting the world just take over. Quit sitting down and letting the world teach your kids what it is to be a person. That's our job. We shouldn't take that lightly. Number five, talk to people. Talk to people out in the real world. Talk to people on social media. Don't be super controversial. Have conversations. I'm open to other people's viewpoints. It doesn't mean you're going to change my mind but I can have a conversation with you. It doesn't need to get ugly. It doesn't need to get mean. 
I'm open to talking. But I've drawn my line in the sand on a lot of things, and it's not going to change. There is certain things that, yes, I may not fully understand. I'm willing to talk about it, but we need to be talking about it. That's kind of why we're here, is because we haven't talked about it. We're the silent majority. We keep our mouths shut. No. Stand the hell up. Number six, realize that we aren't going to do it all perfectly. But loving our kids enough to speak up and speak out for them and teach them and love them and do our damnedest to make sure that they live a good life and that we do our best as their parent means the world to them. At least they'll see that we tried, right? We didn't just sit back and let it happen. Those are a few things I think we can do as parents and as people, even if you don't have kids. If you're around kids, if you have nieces, nephews, people around you that have kids, stand up for them. Realize that they are targeting our kids. They're targeting our family units. They want our kids to be in fatherless homes. They want them to be confused, have no confidence. They want them with no identity. It makes their jobs easier. It's way easier to control a population of people who don't know who the hell they are. Don't let them have an easy job at taking our kids. Don't let them take our families. We have to stand strong as a family unit. We have to have morals and values, and we have to teach those to our kids. And then we have to stand together as families and as communities. It's a crazy topic, I know, and I didn't plan on getting all political or whatever this may be on this podcast, but it just was something I had to share. I can't stay silent on this. We're at a war with evil. It's like the scriptures say that, you know, evil will be good and good will be seen as evil. It's, it's happening. We're seeing it unfold. We're in times that we've never seen before. This was not the, the life we lived 20, 30 years ago. This wasn't the childhood we lived. Sucks to see that, but that's just the way it is. The world is loud. There's so much noise, so much information. We have to stand up and be louder sometimes. There are certain things we have to stand up for. We cannot sit on the fence anymore. We cannot stay quiet anymore. Hell, you know the activists aren't staying quiet. We cannot, or they will drown out the good. It's our duty to stand up for our kids, for our country, for humanity, for ourselves, for our beliefs. So stand up, get involved. Know what your kids are learning. Know what your kids are interested in. Build confident kids. And as women, build a confident you. I cannot stress that enough. That is what this whole podcast is about. That is the whole reason I started it was to build confident, strong, badass women. Get outside. Figure out who the hell you are. Become the best version of that. And never stop. It's not, an, it's not like an end goal that you hit and you're done. Keep going. You will achieve more than you ever thought possible if you just don't quit. If you have that belief and you just keep going, it's going to be hella hard. We are not in for an easy road if we want to live a great life. 
We have to show our kids that. If we're not living it, they're not going to, most likely. If we're not being that example, we need to be. So thank you guys for listening. I say this all with love. I know it's a passionate and really controversial topic, but it's one we need to be having. And I hope you gained something from it. I hope it wasn't just a big rant, but it's something I needed to say. And I think it's something we need to talk a lot more about. So with that, you guys, I'll catch you next week. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. And I have a really, really, really cool episode coming up for you guys next Wednesday. So stay tuned and we'll catch you then. See ya.